Section 38 of the Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. Translated by Edward Biss. Book 4, Chapter 7 method to be observed in study arts and sciences no further useful than they contribute to render men wiser better or happier vain and unprofitable knowledge to be rejected i presume now that what i have said has been a sufficient evidence of the frankness and sincerity with which socrates conversed with his friends and made known his opinions to them it remains now that i should say something of the extreme care socrates showed for the advancement of his friends and how much he had at heart that they might not be ignorant of anything that could be useful to them to the end that they might not want the assistance of others in their own affairs for this reason he applied himself to examine in what each of them was knowing then if he thought it in his power to teach them anything that an honest and worthy man ought to know he taught them such things with incredible readiness and affection if not he carried them himself to masters who were able to instruct them but he resolved within himself how far a person who was well educated in his studies ought to learn everything thus for geometry he said that we ought to know enough of it not to be imposed upon in measure when we buy or sell land when we divide an inheritance into shares or measure out the work of a laborer and that it was so easy to know this that if a man applied himself ever so little to the practice of such things he would soon learn even the extent and circumference of the whole earth and how to measure it but he did not approve that a man should dive into the very bottom of this science and puzzle his brains with i know not what figures though he himself was expert in it for he said he could not see what all those niceties and inventions were good for which take up the whole life of a man and distract him from other more necessary studies in like manner he was of opinion that a man should employ some time in astronomy that he might know by the stars the hour of the night what day of the month it is and what season of the year we are in in order that we might know when to relieve a sentinel in the night and when it is best to venture out to sea or undertake a journey and in short that we might know how to do everything in its proper season he said that all this was easily learnt by conversing with seamen or with such as go a-hunting by night or others who profess to know these things but he dissuaded very much from penetrating farther into this science as even to know what planets are not in the same declination to explain all their different motions to know how far distant they are from the earth in how long time they make their revolutions and what are their several influences 
for he thought these sciences wholly useless not that he was ignorant of them himself but because they take up all our time and divert us from better employments in fine he could not allow of a too curious inquiry into the wonderful workmanship of the deity in the disposition of the universe that being a secret which the mind cannot comprehend and because it is not in action acceptable to god to endeavour to discover what he would hide from us he held likewise that it was dangerous to perplex the mind with these sublime speculations as anaxagoras had done who pretended to be very knowing in them for in teaching that the sun was the same thing as fire he does not consider that fire does not dazzle the eyes but that it is impossible to support the splendor of the sun he did not reflect neither that the sun blackens the sky which fire does not nor lastly that the heat of the sun is necessary to the earth in order to the production of trees and fruits but that the heat of fire burns and kills them when he said too that the sun was only a stone set on fire he did not consider that a stone glitters not in the fire and cannot last long in it without consuming whereas the sun lasts always and is an inexhaustible source of light socrates advised likewise to learn arithmetic but not to amuse ourselves with the vain curiosities of that science having established this rule in all his studies and in all his conferences never to go beyond what is useful he exhorted his friends to take care of their health and to that purpose to consult with the learned and to observe besides each in his own particular what meat what drink and what exercise is best for him and how to use them to preserve himself in health for when a man has thus studied his own constitution he cannot have a better physician than himself if any one desired to attempt or to learn things that were above the power or capacity of human nature he advised him to apply himself to divination for he who knows by what means the gods generally signify their mind to men or how it is they use to give them counsel and aid such a person never fails to obtain from the deity all that direction and assistance that is necessary for him End of section 38